attention people who still care. How can us average citizens fix our broken financial system that currently favors big banks and powerful corporations to a system that looks out for us average citizens without using politicians or regulations? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor at Stakeholder Enterprise. On today's show, the Securities and Exchange Commission continues its crackdown on crypto companies. Crypto companies in response are threatening to leave the United States. But before we get into that, I first want to tell a story. MySpace was founded in 2003 by Tom Anderson and Chris DeWolf. It quickly gained popularity, becoming the leading social networking site by 2006. MySpace allowed users to create personalized profiles, customized layouts, and connect with friends and strangers through messages and comments. It gained a reputation as a platform for self-expression, particularly among popular musicians and artists. Facebook, on the other hand, was launched in 2004 by Mark Zuckerberg, initially as a network exclusively for Harvard University students. It gradually expanded to other universities, and in 2006, it opened its doors to the general public. Facebook focused on creating a cleaner and more streamlined user experience with a simpler interface and a focus on real name identity. It emphasized connecting with existing friends and building networks based on real-world relationships. In 2008, Facebook surpassed MySpace in terms of total users, and its growth continued to outpace its competitor. Several factors contributed to Facebook's success. It capitalized on the growing popularity of smartphones and developed a mobile app that allowed users to access the platform on the go. Facebook also introduced features like the newsfeed, which displayed a personalized stream of updates from friends and the like button, which facilitated engagement and sharing. In contrast, MySpace struggled to adapt to the changing social media landscape. It underwent several redesigns in an attempt to revive its user base, but these efforts were largely unsuccessful. By 2011, Facebook had become the dominant force in social media, while MySpace experienced a rapid decline in users and relevance. So I'm going to transition in our, to our new story of the day, but I will circle back uh, to this story and we're, I'll talk about how these two stories relate. So uh, today, um, several U.S. crypto companies have threatened to leave the country if the Securities and Exchange Commission continues its crackdown on the industry. The SEC has been aggressive in its enforcement of securities laws against crypto companies. And some in the industry believe that the SEC is overstepping its bounds. The SEC has charged several crypto companies from violating securities laws, including Coinbase, Ripple, and BlockFi. The SEC has also issued a number of investor alerts warning about the risks of investing in crypto. 
The crypto companies that have threatened to leave the U.S. say that the SEC's crackdown is making it difficult for them to operate in the country. They say that the SEC's regulations are unclear, and if they are subject to, and they are subject to arbitrary enforcement. The SEC has defended its actions, saying that it's necessary to protect investors from fraud and abuse. The SEC has also said that it is working with crypto companies to develop clear regulations for the industry. Now, it's unclear what will happen next. The crypto companies could follow through on their threat to leave the United States, or the SEC could back down off its crackdown. The outcome will have a significant impact on the future of crypto industry in the United States. So the crypto companies argue that crypto ter- uh, tokens and currencies, uh, uh, excuse me, the crypto companies are arguing that the tokens are not securities, but that, they're, that they are currencies instead. And if you look at the foreign exchange uh, market and foreign currencies being traded there, they're not regulated by the SEC directly. Um, the Indirectly, the SEC regulates the broker-dealers and investment advisors uh, that help regular investors invest in the foreign exchange market. But if you are just a regular person and you want to invest in the foreign exchange market, Uh, The SEC really has no involvement in that. Um, However, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, on the other hand, uh, they regulate the trading of foreign exchange futures and options contracts. So in other words, they regulate the derivatives, uh, you know, these complicated investments based on the price of the different uh, currencies. So crypto is not regulated by the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, even though it has derivatives and options just like the foreign exchange market. So there is a lot of gray area with crypto. It is new and um, the people are really confused about what to to do with it. Um, Do I think crypto should be regulated? Well, it... I don't think they're securities. A security is really investing in a company and a cryptocurrency isn't a company. Although companies create these tokens, it is very gray area. But what I think is not gray area is the derivatives that happen in these crypto markets. Those absolutely should be regulated. They are very complicated um, uh, investments. These and that's why they're they're regulated. Uh, the the foreign currencies, the foreign exchange market, is regulated by the uh, Commodity Futures Trading Commission. It makes a lot of sense because there is there can be certainly market manipulation that goes on uh, with these derivatives, these specialized and complicated investments that's not actually trading crypto. So. So there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, first off, um, let me let me say this uh, uh, about a crypto. Um, it, its intent is to decentralize uh, banking, where there is no strong centralized bank. 
Um, but that that does uh, no good um, to actually solve any problems. And, and here's why. So currently there are four banks that control half of all the banking assets in the United States. Uh, the biggest one is Chase, then Bank of America, then Wells Fargo, and then Citigroup. So these four banks control half of all the banking assets in the United States. Let's say crypto does eventually overtake uh, fiat currency or, or you know, dollars and, and uh, other foreign exchange, you know, countries currency. Let's say that it, it does. What would stop a bank from taking all of its dollars and exchanging it for uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever, and now all of a sudden it's controlling half of all the Ethereum or, 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 and have, you don't take away this concentration of power and wealth by crypto. It, there's, there's no, it, there's no magic formula. Um, and it, it does create a lot of gray areas that's going on and it, uh, without a, a, a proper regulation happening, I don't see how it can ever fully decentralize uh, banking, um, a cryptocurrency. There, there needs to be work uh, to be done with this. Um, now, I would say it would be in the cryptos company's own self-interest to have their own regulatory body um, and work with the various regula regulatory agencies like the uh, Commodity Futures Trading Commission and the SEC. Um, kind of like what FINRA, the, the investment advisor and broker dealers regulatory agency does, uh, something along those lines. Um, so that's something the crypto uh, companies uh, can do. But this is going to lead to my financial tip of the day, which is don't invest in crypto. I don't care if it's a token, a currency, a security, what, what have you. It's not a good investment right now. And, and this is going to relate to the MySpace and Facebook story. Right now, <clears throat> there's no clear winner of which crypto token will be the one of the future. Um, the, the, the future crypto token may not have even been invented yet. Now, I do see crypto uh, uh, and, and tokens as the future, but I don't I don't see it as the near future. It could be 100 years in the future, 50 years. I don't see it as a, a, a year from now. And here's why. Um, if I, when I ask people, uh, how much is crypto worth? Uh, they're going to tell me the, the price of crypto. I checked it today. Uh, crypto is worth $27,000. And, and that's what most people will say. Oh, crypto is worth $27. Uh, Ethereum, I checked, that's, it's around $1,300 today. And if I ask a random person, how much is a dollar worth? They're not going to say it in crypto, you know, in Bitcoin or Ethereum or even the euro. They're not going to compare anything. Most people are going to say, oh, the value of, his, uh, of a dollar is what someone is willing to, um, you know, give a product or service for. So, so until you have that mindset where people are saying, oh, uh, Bitcoin, it's not worth so many dollars. It's worth whatever someone's willing to give a product or service for. Until that mindset happened, until there's that shift in perspective, 
um, crypto is not going to be um, a, a good investment. It's just highly speculative with with no uh, with no, with just total uncertainty. Um, when I was a MySpace user, uh, 2004, uh, 2006, I was aware of Facebook, but I didn't think Facebook would replace MySpace. You know, I thought MySpace was that was a thing, and you know, I had Tom as a friend, like everyone else. Uh, and it's hard to know in 2006 who that that MySpace was just going to disappear and Facebook was going to be uh, the leader. And and that's what's what's happening uh, today. So if if crypto is not the answer for decentralized banking, uh, what is? Well, uh, I think the blockchain technology certainly uh, can be used to decentralized uh, banking, but ultimately to to dilute this concentration of wealth, it's going to take crowd investing, uh, more specifically crowd lending. This is when a large group of people pool small amounts of money to fund a loan. So this is where just regular people, you, me, average citizens, uh, we engage in crowd lending. And by doing so, we're eroding that wealth that would have gone to the banks uh, issuing the loans, but instead that wealth is uh, coming to us regular citizens uh, engaging in crowd lending. Uh, and this will will dilute the, the wealth of, of the banks. And we can have verified transactions and all that other stuff with this blockchain technology uh, to incorporate it with, uh, with crowd lending, with crowd investing. And so ultimately that's, that's how I see um, uh, the way to, to really uh, decentralize and, and, uh, and, and dilute the concentration of wealth that, that banks have. So that's our show for today. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know how to fix our broken financial system, legally, ethically, and without confrontation, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.